0: Reshus Moiri. today's daf is Bava Metzia daf beis, and we are be'ezus Hashem in the beginning of a new mesechta. Mesech is <laughs> Today's <laughs> daf is being learned as a schus for Acheinu b'nei Yisrael and Asunim b'atzaruv Ashivya. Today's daf is also being learned Ilu nishmas Devorah Sara Bas Hechover Reb So, Mesechta is very much follows. In fact, one of the raid bites that we spent some time on in the end of Meseches Bavakama was the idea that which the Rishonim say means that the three Bavis, Bavakama, Bav and bavabastra Basra, were really one long Mesechta. We mentioned that the Chamsoyfer said that if the three Bavis are one Mesechta, then what is the name of the Mesechta? Meaning? Traditionally, you think, the three Bavis are three mesachtes The first is called Bava Kama, the second is called Bava mitsia, and the third is called Bava Basra. But of Kula Neziken, the three Bavis Chada mesachti are really one Masechta. So what then is the name of this one Masechta? So the Chesam says, it's Pasha. The name of the mesachta is Masechis Neziken. And that's what the Gemara means when it says Kula Neziken Chada masahta. It doesn't mean the whole Seyed Neziken. It means the three Bavis. Balkarchach then, Kula Neziken, Chada Masechta, meaning we're learning now the second part of Seyed And the truth is, it's for that reason that really Bava Metziah doesn't require much of an introduction. The introduction is the first part of the Mesechta, The introduction is Mesechis Bava Kama. Rabbi Binenfeld mentioned that if you think about it, Bava Metziah might be the only Mesechta that begins with a halacha that doesn't directly associate itself with a parsha in the Torah. So every single masahta is related to a parasha or at the very least a pasik in the Torah. But as we're about to see, talks about two people fighting over a talis, which is not a pasik, it's not a parasha in the Torah. I think it certainly lends credibility to the idea that Kulin en and en chad And as much as, of course, we're starting a new masahta and it's a new aschalach, and it's a new fresh guy, but at the same time very much a continuation of what we've been learning without further ado, Zotagamish Schnna makes the Talis. Two people were holding on to a talis. They walk into Baden. One person said that this talis was lost. I found it. It's a talis where the halacha is, that if you find it, And as a result, it's mine. The other person says, no, I'm the one that found it. One person that was holding on to the talis said the talus is 100% mine. The other person said, no, it's 100% mine. Says the Mishnah, what's the halacha? The one person swears that he doesn't own less than a half, which is a roundabout way of swearing that he owns a half, and the other person swears that he doesn't own less than a half, and the halacha is, we take the talus and we divide it. So the first case of Masech Tisbav is Shnaim Oichzen Betalus. Two people walk into Bezdin, they're arguing regarding the talus, one person says, The other person says, The case is very, very nuanced in that the two people aren't just fighting over a talis, but they're oichs in the talis. Each person is holding on to the talis, So it's not like the talis is more by one person than it is by the other person. What's talacha? Each person swears, that he doesn't have less than half of his talus, if They both are willing to make that we're going to take the talus, we're going to divide it in half. Each person is going to be able to get half of the talus. Says the Mishnah, what happens if one person says the talus is 100% mine? And the other person says that the talus is not 100% mine, but rather I own half of it. So what emerges then, these two people that are fighting over this talis are really only fighting over half of the talus. The other person says, I agree that half of it is yours, however, half of it is mine. So what's the halacha? Says the Mishnah, the person that said, he swears, that he doesn't have less than three Meaning three quarters, seventy-five percent of this talus. And the person that said, he too should swear Ba that he doesn't own less than a quarter, he doesn't own less than 25% of the talus. And the person that swore Ba gets to keep three quarters of the talas, the and the person that swore Ba he gets to keep revia. he gets to keep a quarter of the talus. So in this second case, of Masachas Bava Metziyah. Again, Shnai Moichs and Bitalis Omer Kula but Ze Omer Chetzia Over here, the halacha is again that they both swear. The nusach of the Shfuas are different. One person swears that he doesn't have less than three quarters. The other person swears that he doesn't have less than a quarter. They divide it but they divide it disproportionately. One person gets three quarters, the one that swore that he doesn't have less than three quarters, the one that's saying, Kula shali. the one that's saying, shali, who swore, b'apachas he's only going to get a revia. What's the methodology behind this? Second case, it's Pasha. In this case, they're only arguing over half of the Talas. Meaning, half of the Talas, they're in agreement it belongs to the person that's saying Kulashalit. Well, if that person for sure owns that half of the talis, so he's going to get it. What are they arguing about? The other half of the Talas. Essentially, on the other half of the Talos, on the other half of the Talos. What's Talacha? Referred to the first case of the Mishnah. Thus, what's going to happen is, assuming they're both willing to swear, the one that said Kulishli is going to get the half that's for sure coming to him, plus half of the other half, he's going to get three quarters. And the one that said Chetzishili, he's going to end up getting the other quarters. What happens if two people... They don't walk into Bezdin, but they ride into Bezdin, literally on a behemoth. Or one person was riding on a behemoth, and the other person was leading him. So, Imer kulish shali v'zal Imer shali. And again, they're fighting over who owns this behemoth. One person says kulish shali, and the other person says kulish shali. Says the Mishnah, it's the same halacha as Shnai Moysel Metalis. Zei yishav ashein lo bepachas michtzio v'znei yishav ashein loy ba pachas michtzio v'yachloiku. Each person swears that he doesn't have less than a half, and the halacha is yachloiku. Says the Mishnah, bezmanchei moed. What happens if two people walk into Bazdin and they're ayxam and they're maida that each one owns half of the talis? meaning. I own half, you own half. They're not arguing about anything. Or there are Edom that say that each one of these two people that are ichs and Betalas owns half. the Halacha is Chalkin. They split it. The obvious question is what is even the Chiddush of these latter two cases of the Mishnah? Obviously something that's very much going to be discussed in the Gemara. Either way, this first Mishnah, definitely in the conversation of the most famous Mishnah in Shas, there's so much here. Obviously, the Gemara over the next week or so of Daf is going to do a deep dive in terms of being metharish every single nuance of the Mishnah, Ezra Hashem. We'll get uh, some of the Toshfesin and some of the raid. Again, the Shas cotton sitting in this Mishnah, but we're going to start the Gemara. So the Mishnah began, Shnai Moichsen Batalis, Ze oimer Animet Ze Omer Animet Ze kula Kulashali, vze omer kuloshli sprak te gemara lamali the mishnah ze omer ani mitzoseh ze omer ani mitzoseh ze omer kuloshli vze omer kuloshli lesni chada let it just say one of the two so the machsha right here in the beginning of the msachta understood that the mishnah is talking about two cases in other words the first halakha de the mishnah shnai meixem batalis the mishnah is Presenting two scenarios of what these two people that walked into Bezdah might have said. Scenario A is Ze Omer Animitzasia, Vze Omer Scenario B is Ze Omer Kula Sheli, Vze And the Gemara's cash is: Why do you need these two scenarios? Ze Omer is synonymous with Ze Omer And if that's the case, it doesn't sound like there's any chiddush in saying Ze Omer Kula versus saying Ze Omer It's a second case. Sounds like the time of the Mishnah is being wordier than it has to be. We know Rabbi Yudhan Nasi, when he wrote the Mishnah, went with the guiding principle of So why then would the Mishnah say That's the first case? As being the second case? One case would be enough. Says the Gemara. No, you didn't understand. Chada Ketani. Really, what the Mishnah is saying is not two cases. Not, Shnai Meich Sematalus, Zeh Ayme Kula Shuli, Zeh Ayme and Shnai Meich Sematalus, Zeh Ayme Ani Metzasiya, Zeh Ayme But rather, it's it's one case. What's the one case? Shnai Meich Sematalus, guy walks into Bastin, and he says, Ani Metzasiya V'Kula Shuli, and the other person says, Ani Metzasiya V'Kula Shuli. In other words, it's one case. In that one case, the person is saying two things. He's saying, Ani and he's saying, Kulashali. And the other person is saying, No, It's not two cases with two different nuschays of what the taino was in these two cases. But rather, it's one case with a person is saying two things. No, Of a the follow-up question, if that's the case, for listening, yodano, Why does the Mishnah have to mention that the person said two things? Meaning, if you say, and the halacha of this Mitzia is... That you get to keep it, then by definition, what you said was kulash ali. So, why does the person have to say in the Lushin of the Mishnah? A if he said animitzasiya, then obviously what he's saying in English is kulash ali. He's not just coming to notify some fun fact that I found it. He's coming with a koye It's all mine. It's understood. It's anoyodana. So, the Gemara's kash is, even if it's one case, it's still too wordy. Because let him just say animitzasiya, and I would know kulash ali. So, the Gemara says, I'll tell you why it said it and it simply said that I would have thought I would have thought that what the person is saying when he walks into Bezin is that this is my talis, and now I know it's my talis because which means I was the first person to see it now that person he chapped it before I did but I saw it first and I would have thought that that if a person finds a Metsiyah, even if he doesn't physically pick it up, he doesn't make a kinyon in it, Ba al Makani. It could be simply by seeing it, that would be enough for him to be kind of it. So it's for that reason the time of the Mishnah said that the person is not just saying ani as if I saw it first, but ani meaning that not only did I see it first, but the tosefes lashon is that I also made a kenyan in it to teach me the that simply by seeing it you cannot acquire it. So really, really, the time of the Mishnah could have simply said shnai and and the halacha is but the time of the Mishnah felt that if it would have said that it would have been a little bit misleading because you would have walked away from the first Mishnah and you would have thought that the halacha is that if somebody sees a lost object and he looks at it the halacha is that in and of itself is enough for him to acquire it so So a person shouldn't make that mistake what the time of the Mishnah did a little out of character was it was a little wordy it said that the person didn't just say a the Shali to teach me that by simply saying animat that in and of itself gives you nothing. Because if you're the first person to see it, we don't care. I mean it's very nice, but it has no bearing in halacha. Because you can't be koina mitziah by simply seeing it. ria is not koina. What you need to do is is you need to make a, a physical king. But the Gemara says See, so me, my tell me that the reason the Tanid Mishnah said, not just but also Kula to teach me that Mid- simply seeing an aveda is not a means of being kainet. And the reason Tanah Mishnah had to say, Kulushali, that you wouldn't think that simply seeing it is a means of being kainet is because the word mitzasir means seeing it. V'omar said, The word of means that you already acquired it. So this sheet of Rabbeinoy takes us back to the end of Maseches Bava where the Gemara was discussing the sugya of Gezel Akum. And in the sugya of Gezel Akum, one of the chidushim, one of the halachis is, that even according to the Mandama that holds that Gezel Akum is Aser, but Avedas Akum is Mutter. And the Gemara has a discussion. When we say Avedas Akum is Mutter, does that simply mean that if somebody sees an Aveda, he knows it belongs to an enemy Yehudi, he's not m'chuyif to go, pick it up, fetch it, and return it? But maybe if he already has it in his rishos, at that point, you're not allowed to keep it. Or maybe no. Maybe what it means is that even if you have it in your reshus, the halach is, you can keep it, you have no obligation to return it. So Rabbi Noe said that the halach is that Avedas Ha'akim is, is Moter, even if it was already Asa Yiliyadeh. And he said, you know, I know that because look at the Makar. What's the source that Avedas Ha'akim is, is Moter? So the Gemara learns it from the parsha of Ashavas Avedas. It says, V'cheintasa lechamairoi, v'cheintasa lechamairoi, v'cheintasa v'chein v'cheintasa lechal Avedas Achicha, ashetoi vad mimenu, umetsasa loisucha leisalein. The parish of Ashavas Havedu, the Torah says, Ochicho. And from there we learn you only have to return the Aved of Ochicho. But if it's not Ochicho, if it's an Akum, you don't have to return it. Now the Pesach says that when do you have to return the Aved of Ochicho, meaning you don't have to return the Aved of Akum. it's Asho Mimeno U And Rabbi Noi said the word of Motsosa is Daso Yol Mashma. It's Mashma that you already have it physically in your Rishos. So I say, Maris, when the Torah says the word of Motsosa, it means you have it and still only Ochicho, not Oiv And this is a makar that Avedus Hachim is... Is even if it's But what do you see from here? What you see from here is that the word mitzia means that you physically have it. So how could you tell me that the reason the Mishnah had to say zayim akulishly zayim akulishly after he already said zayim ani mitzziyah because ani had because it simply said zayim ani I would have thought mitzia means reiyo, but didn't Rabbi Noi already teach us not that way? He taught us that the word of is dasoy liyadei and there's a major halacha that's learned from that, and that is avedas akum is motor, even if it's asoy So the Gemara says eh, it It's true. Rabbi Noi taught us then when it says the word umatzasa in the Torah, what that means, it means you physically have it. However, the time of the Mishnah was not speaking and using the language that the Torah uses, but rather was speaking and using the language that B'nai Adam used. And as it relates to Lishna the Bnei Adam, umid the chazile, as soon as a person sees a lost item, Omar, he says, I'm the one that found it. V'afal gaf, the lawyer, it the other, even if it's not in his rishos, and thus you would have thought that when the Mishnah said what he means is that he saw it first and you would have been misled into thinking that Alma works. It's for that reason the Mishnah was wordy and it said, to teach me that really you're not with Alma." So again, very straightforward also straightforward we divide The Gemara's kasha is that in the spirit of being in the Lashon of the Mishnah why was the Mishnah so wordy let just say let it just say now, first, the Gemara thought that these are two cases. There's one case where each person says, I need so to there's another case where each person says, cool shit. The Gemara says, no, of course it's one case. Why would you need two cases? Within the one case, the person is making two But The Gemara says it's redundant. The minute you say "say there's nothing else to say. Your lawyer is going to say, "Be quiet. It's fine. You said enough. Right? Everything is understood." If animetzasia, then by definition, it's going to be kulish. Cool. So the says you're hundred percent right. But b'derekh agav, it was important to let it be known right in the beginning above a metzia that if a person wants to be zeicha in a metzia, you can't just be the first one to quote unquote find it. It has to be kulisheli in this Sense that you have to make a kinyan. Had it said Animitzasia, you would have thought the lishan of He's tiny that he saw it first, and that's enough to give him a schos. That's why we have a whole entire over here because he says he saw it first. He saw it. He saw it first by saying Zeh umr, shali, shali is megala that Animitzasia in and of itself is not enough. Simply being the first one to see it would not work. But the Gemara's follow-up question is: If that's the case for listening Kulah Shali, bai, So. If the word animitzasiya is throwing us off, and therefore once you say animitzasiya, you have to say kulashali so just don't say animitzasiya. Let it say kulashali Again, you won't have to be wordy, and you'll know everything you have to know. It's the word animitzasiya that's misleading. kulashali is not misleading. So, faith the Let it just say Kulashali, Itan a kulishali is Now, had it said kulashali have I mean, would have thought that ba'alma the I would have thought that maybe in another Mishnah, meaning throughout bavamitzia. The halacha is that if you find the lost item, over there you can be kind of real. Tana ani So therefore the town of this mission again, to let us know the halacha, said first ani mitzasiya. V'hader kulashali, and then say kulashali. He knew you were going to be bothered if it says ani Why does it have to say kulashali? Isn't it a Mishnah Yaseir? The answer is yeah. And the Mishnah Yaseir, it's from this extra language, Hashem'inon. We learn the real like Kani. That with Ria in and of itself, you cannot be kind of. Meaning, for our Mishnah's purposes, if we really wanted, we could have said and not mention a word about. Once you say, you get into trouble. You have to be a little bit wordy. But don't even say. Just say. The answer is for this Mishnah. But what we want is that. To know that wherever you see the word Metzia mentioned anywhere, what it means is you physically made a Kenyan. How do I know that? It's tucked away, it's mentioned in the first Mishnah here in Bavar So the bottom line is why? It's, it's one story, it's one narrative, it's one din tire, it's one visual. Each person that's holding on to the Talis. It's coming with two tines. But could you really learn the Mishnah that way? Could you learn that these are just two arguments that each person holding on to the Talis is making? If that's the case, the Mishnah is still a little bit wordy. You know why? Because the Mishnah mentions Zebeze twice. How so? Meaning, the Gemara's kasha is that if this is one case, then what the Mishnah should have said was, Shnai mechzen v'talas, Zeh o'yme'ani mitzahsiyah v'kulah sh'li, v'zeh o'yme'ani mitzahsiyah v'kulah It's not what the Mishnah said. The Mishnah said, Zoy me'anim etzosiyah v'zoy me'anim etzosiyah Zoy me'kul ushili v'zoy me'kul ushili It's more mashma says the Gemara that these are two separate stories. These are two cases. Two bazundir emaises. Shnai me'chza where each person says ha'nim etzosiyah and Shnai me'chza metales where each person says kub ushili which takes us back to where the Gemara was right at the outset. The Gemara thought that it's Two cases, and the Gemara's Kashua was, So the Gemara said, No, it's really only one case. Okay, it was still wordy, the Gemara addressed that. But at the end of the day, the Gemara still feels that it's more mashma that it's two cases, just based on the language of the Mishnah, Zay Omer Omer. Says the Gemara, Amr Papa, the E Temer of Simi Barashi, the Amrilo and some say Kadi is the one that said it. You're right, it's two cases. Hundred percent. We walk away from everything that we just said. That's case A. Is case B. What do you need two cases for? That was the first case above a mitzvah. So the Gemara says. The first case is talking about where two people are. Where each person is claiming I found it. I mean, this was a lost talis. The shylist who found the talis. I, I, I found it. I found it. The second case. Is talking about where this was never a lost item. This belonged to someone, he sold it, and the two people are fighting over who bought it. I'm the one that bought it, I'm the one that bought it. And by the way, that's Pshad in the Shino haloshin. Za'oimar Animat is talking about a Metzia. I found it, I found it. it was never a lost item. That's why they're not talking about who found it. I bought it I bought it and the Gemara says once you make this aykimta, that the two cases are different in Yonim one is an aveda, and the other one is Mekecha Memke then you could understand why the Tan of the Mishnah had to mention two cases the of because they only said I, to see I, mean I would have thought maybe it's dafka by Metziah with the Rabbanon imposed a Shfua, mm-hmm. and the reason is Mishum de moiri the Amar because it could be in that case where two people are fighting over a lost item so the people walking to Besdin might not be telling the truth now if you're not telling the truth then why are you even saying what you're saying it's because maybe they're being meireheter and the meireheter is that at the end of the day if I take this thing that really belongs to him is he losing anything not really losing anything it's not like he acquired it with his blood, sweat, and tears. He found it. No. So what I'm taking from him is not really coming at a loss. Thus, there is a possibility that this person will be Meirah And what he's going to say is, Ezel, let me go. Itfis, let me chapun. V'espalik bahade, and let me divide it with him. And it's for that reason, being that there's a svarah of Meirah maybe over there, we have the halach of the Mishnah. But when it comes to the well, you can't say that, this is not a lost item that a person just found in Malay. I would have thought in that case, you don't say the halach of the Mishnah. Just explain this a little bit better. And the way Rashi explains it is that if you think about it a little bit, and this is something that's going to be very much the topic of the sughis here in the beginning of Bava Metziah, the whole notion that you have a person that walks into bed and you're not sure he's telling the truth, but at the same time, what we say is, you know what, why don't you swear? It's so like this, we'll know what's really going on. To the extent that this person is chasher ha and you're not sure that he's being erlich, then, I don't know, for the same price there's a good chance that he's going to swear falsely as well. So there's a little bit of a bay, almost an oxymoron issue with the Shvu of the Mishnah. Because basically you're saying this guy might be a Ganev. Well, if he's a Ganev, then what makes you say that he's not going to lie falsely as well? The Teretz is, by Mitzia, there's maybe a Sephora to understand why you can argue that this person is really not such a Ghaniv. I, if he's not a Ghaniv, why is he saying Animitsasiyah? He's saying Animitsasiyah because he's being hatter And the hatter is that, big deal, it's not like this guy's really losing anything because he just found it. So being that it, there's a reason to argue that maybe he's being married there. So lav dav get a person such a liar. If he's not such a liar, he's not a ganef. maybe when it comes to shvuah, he won't swear falsely. Thus, imposing a shvuah is actually going to accomplish something. So had the Mishnah simply said, ani and had the Misha simply told me the Halacha by I might have thought that the only time this Halacha is true is by Mitzia. Where it could be the person's really not such a chasher you no. Know? All he is, is a murder hater. Therefore, the Halacha of the Mishnah makes sense. Tell him to swear. And like this, you'll get down to the truth. But but by meka we don't have that far and the mor says you can argue the reverse of you don't had it only said meka chememker have I mean, I would have thought hashem who threw amra bonish for maybe staff go with the rabbonim imposed the shfu and the shrum the marivar amar over there maybe he's being myr what's the myr hatter chavroi de meka yahev my chavr gave money Vanod not meka no and i gave money no hashto it the didi ash Meaning, in the case of Mecca Chomemker, so what happened? Two people are arguing over who bought this item. Okay, so whoever didn't buy this item is going to end up getting his money back, anyways. So at the end of the day, he could be Meir Heter and say, that I'm really not making you lose anything. So being that I'm not really making you lose anything. So it's for that reason, he's not really such a Choshan Therefore, the Mishnah says, make him swear like this. We'll get to the bottom of it. the But when it comes to Mitzia it's not like you're going to get your money back, go buy another item. If I don't have this mitzvah, what's the likelihood I'm going to find another mitzvah? So in Malay, over there, maybe there's more of a sephora to say that the person is a ganiv. It's for that reason, Tzricha, the Tan of Mishnah, felt that it had to say the halacha of Shnai Metala, side by mitzvah, side by Mechach memka. Again, why do you need it twice? The reason you need it twice is because there's a sephora to say that dafka by mitzvah. this mokin, for the Shvu'ah, and as far to say, Dafka by Mekka memkar, this for the shwur. The shvur works to the extent that we think this person is not really a Ghanav. We just think he's being Meiraheter. So, in that instance, make him swear, and like this, the whole Svar of Meiraheter is going to go by the wayside. If we think he's a Ghanav, there's no point in making him swear. We're making him swear because we think he's not a Ghanav. What else is he? Oh, the Teretz is. He's a Meiraheter. There's a Sevar to say that a person would be Meiraheter more by Metzia than by Mekech There's a Sevar to say that a person would be Meiraheter more by Mekech than by Metzia. And it's based on the fact that there's far as Lakan of Lakan as it relates to where you would think that a person might be that the Tan of the Mishnah gave me two cases, haka two cases. Za'oimer is one case, and Za'oimer kuloshali, viza'oimer kuloshali, that is going to be the second case. Incidentally, this whole idea that you have a person that's a gazlan, but really all he is is Ma'er The Gemara says in the end of the Sechdisbah of Basra, Rubam be Gazel, that roif people are Nichol and Gazel. If you look at the Rashbam on that Gemara, the Rashbam says that it doesn't mean roif people are Fleshige Gazlonim. What it means, since roif people are Ma'er when it comes to moment, and as a result, ruba begazel. But this idea that a person is hetter and it ties itself into these real babamitzia cases, alzen nema ruba begazel. But being that there's a sforah of hetter a good way to get a person to be honest and to know for sure via halt, is by imposing the shvua, and that's why we have the two cases. Either way, so what emerges then is that the case of Shneim Mechs and Metallus, Ze'oimra and is talking about where two people are arguing over who found this lost item, and the case of Ze'oimra Kulishli, is talking about where they're arguing about who bought it. You have a, a fight over who bought this item. I understand. Why don't you go over to the Mecher? and find out. He says, who gave you money? Did this person give you money or did that person give you money? So says, It's talking about where they both gave him money. Stating that one of these people, gave him money midas and the other person's transaction was done balkarche, meaning it was done under rest. The Loyadana and the Shail over here is Mihu Umihu Balkarje. We don't know who's the one that gave it midas, who's the one that gave it balkarhey, meaning if one person gave the money, that would be the easiest way to resolve this. But Halchab and where they both gave the money. Well if they both gave the money then like what's going on over here? Teretz is, one Midas, one Balkarche, one was a legitimate bona fide transaction, the other one was not. This is what the Shailah is, there's no Meicher to talk to as a result, and therefore the Halach is going to be, Yach Loike bishvoy. either way. So, the Gemara from here, and really until the bottom of Davkim Alamed Aleph, until the sugi that's known as Repchia kamaisa, is going to make three observations regarding our Mishnah. And the three observations are going to lead the Gemara to think, that this Mishnah, although it's a Tan Mishnah, is not something that was universally accepted by all the Tana. The first is going to be lema masnis and the leke The second is lema masnis and the leke The third is lema masnis and the leke rebioisi. This is classic Ben Benayishol classic. We're going to start with Leiman Maslison the of Benanis, which is only a few lines. And the Beis Hashem tomorrow will talk about why the Gemara thought that Maslisen is the Leikha Sumchis and Maslisen is the Lake Rabbi the Gemara the It would seem that the Tan of our Mishnah cannot. Be in accordance with the sheet of the E because if the Tana of the Mishnah is Bananas, Amar bananas said, how could you pass in that way? you're setting somebody up to potentially have to swear a So who's Bananas? What's the Shvuashav that Bananas was very concerned about? So Rashi sends you to a Mishnah the Mishnah that's known as the chenveni al The case was where there was a Yid who had a good relationship with a chenveni. This person is a moicher, he's a grocer, he has some sort of chef. This person has money. He had a good relationship with this person. And he told the chenveni that I owe money to my workers. Right now I, I don't have the money. Will you do me a favor? Will you please give the workers the money that I owe them? And I'll make you whole. They had a good relationship. And on trust, this Chenveni went, and he gave the money to the workers of this balabayas. Either way, after the Chenveni gives the money, or so he claims, to the payalim, the payalim come over to the balabayas and they say, "It's the fifteenth of the month. Where's my paycheck?" He says, "What do you mean, the Chenveni paid you?" He says, "The Chenveni never paid me." He goes to the Chenveni and he tells the Chenveni, what's Going, did, did you make the payment? He says, of course I made the payment. Absolutely. So Shaila's what to do? So the Chachamim say, Elu Ami Nas Shava, They both go to Besdin and they both swear. We tell the and you swear that you gave the money. We tell the Poyalim, you swear that you never received the money. Assuming they both swear, what's going to happen to the Balabayas? He's going to have to pay twice. He's going to have to give the Chenvin the money, make him whole per the chenveni's taina, that he gave money to the payalim. Additionally, he's going to have to pay the payalim, who just swore that they never received the money. So when ben heard this, then Nanas said, No way! Kate one of these people right now is swearing falsely because either the chavon gave it or he didn't give it. Now we don't know who's telling the truth, but there's no way Bezdin is going to enact the halacha and they're going to tell people to walk into Bezdin and swear falsely. It's never going to happen. So there's never going to be a psak. Says Benanis, where Bezdin is going to say you swear and you swear where we know one of you two are going to swear falsely. So what's the gemara's kasha? How could you have a mission? Nish- by Mitzia. Zerim R'kulashili V'zerim R'kulashili by Mechach With Allah Zerim the V'zeyishava You tell them each to swear one of them is lying. So if one of them is lying we're setting them up for Shavu HaShavu. says we never do anything like that. Oh, must be this Mishnah is going like the Chachamim in the Mishnah of the Shavu HaShavu. It Is that true? Meaning should we walk away from this mission and say that the mission of Shnai Moixamitahalas is not universally accepted? But it's going to Loi like Kibinazmar says no. if you it may bananas. It could be our mission is going even according to bananas. Hassam over there vade ikashvusha. In the case of the one of them is for sure a liar. One of them is for sure going to be not telling the truth. Meaning, if the chenvin is telling the truth that he made the payment, then the Poyalim are lying that they received payment, and if. The Purim are telling the truth that they never received payment. That means the chenveni is lying when he says he made payment. So, in a case where for sure, where there's no question, where it's vadai, that's the key word, ikka over there, ben said as we're not going to post something like that. But hocha over here, ikka Maimer, memer, the emphasis on ikka, meaning it's possible, or ikka I should say, it could be that there's no shvuashav. Why? What do you mean? Because emet, the travail, Bahadia adadi akvu, maybe they actually picked it up. At the same time. Or in the case of Mecca memkar, maybe the person agreed to sell it to both of them. Maybe they're actually partners. So when each person swears, and what was the Nusach that I don't own less than half, could be true. Could be each person, Taka, owns that. And being that there's a possibility that they are telling the truth, it could be in that case, Bananas never said as aloha. When did Bananas say, elu elu That's when there's a Vadash Shvorshav. But if there's no Vadash Shvorshav, all you have over here is a suffix Shvorshav, even though there's a possibility, it could be over there, Bananas would be voted to the Chachamim, that the aloha is that each person is able to swear. So, what's the recap of the first sort of daf? of the Gemara after a whole omid of trying to flesh this out said that really even though it's one ratio, but the ratio is made up of a ratio and a seifa they're fighting over an aveda he claims I found it first he claims I found it first. What does it mean, found it? Not who saw it first. But rather what it means is, I picked it up first versus I picked it up first. The case of Zayim Akulashili, is talking about where there was a Mechach and and they're arguing over which one of those, these two people are the ones that bought it. Why don't you ask the I mean, Who do you get the money from? They both gave him money, one Midas, one Balkarcha. What's Ta'loch in these two cases? Ta'loch is each person swears a funny Nusach that the Gemara is going to clarify in the course of... The next several often, but the point is, each person swears the amami that he owns half the achloiku. You go ahead and you divide it. The Gemara said the What we're setting up one person to swear shvu'ashav. Anas says you never do something like that. So the Gemara says it's true. Ben Anas said that, but he only said that when there's a vadei shvu'ashav. If all you have is a suffic shvu'ashav, b'chay gavna bananas never said this as it relates to raid. So the raid is going to be really. Divrei Sium on Meseches Bava Kama which is inyan le inyan inyan. Divrei Psicha on Meseches Bava Metzia it's a ha'orunifla that I heard Meididi Reb Moshe Grun he is the Kosev and the Oirech of the Rosh Hashiva of Yerucham Olshin Yerech the legendary writer it's a Ha'ara and I think it's just a little bit of Chizik for Sai the and Sai the psicha of the new masechta. So the Gemara in the Masechta Sukkah daflamed aleph So this is a classic Bava Gemara which is tucked away in Perek lulav of in the Masechta Sukkah. So we mentioned this in the course of learning the second half of Bava that one of the greatest of Mara when you learn the sugyos of Gneva gzeva is the Masechta Sukkah lulav of name it a parik is indicative of the fact that these sugees are there so in those Gemaris suka lamed Aleph Amid Aleph the gemara says the following an absolute classic Ahi Safta there was an older woman Da'asoy l'kameh the Rav Nachman she came to Rav Nachman on Raleh she told Rav Nachman Reshko on the bay kalusa be besukka gzula hava I want you to know that the Reshko kalusa and all the rabbis that are affiliated with the Reshko kalusa that's sitting in a Sukkuk gzula Rav Nachman didn't pay attention. The says She was yelling and screaming. But Rav Nachman didn't care about what she was saying. So again, this woman comes to Rav Nachman, the Gadol Adar, the Paisa Gadar, and says, you know, I want you to know that all the Rabbahmen, that are sitting in a stolen sukkah. Now Rashi says, the background was that this woman claimed that when they built the sukkah, they had stole her wood, when they made a sukkah, and as a result, the sukkah is a sukkah gzula. But Nachman was not great with what she was saying. So she turns to Rav Nachman and she says, A woman whose Zeda had 318 slaves. It's yelling to you, How do you have a right to ignore a woman like this? She says, you know who I am? I'm an of someone who owned 318 slaves. Now who's this Zayd that she had that owned 318 slaves? It's Avram Avinu. The Possum says when Avram went to fight the war with the Malachim, so it says that he took with him his Yelidei Bias, and he had 318 chevro. So my Zayda owned 318 slaves. How are you not being gay with me? Nachman. So Rav Nachman told the Olam, Now this woman, she just makes a lot of noise. Ignore her. Don't listen to a word she says. The Elad Meaning, really, the Sukkot Zula issue is not an issue. You do have to make her whole, however, for the value of the wood that you stole. But in terms of taking her seriously, when she says that you sat in a Sukkot Zula this is just a woman that likes to make noise. Rashi says that the reason of held that all she's entitled to is may eitzim is based on the takonas amarish. We know Chazal said that if somebody steals wood and he puts it into his house, and he builds a building. So, we wanted to make sure that people would be incentivized to do tshuva, so we said, you know what, you don't have to break down your house to return this beam, just write a check for the money, and you're able to be kind of this marish that it is that you stole. It's a chiddish, because really, there's a you should be obligated to take this marish and to return it. But we felt that nobody would ever want to do that, thus people would be disincentivized from doing tshuva f'ikzeilo, so therefore, Chazal instituted the tshuva fikselo. and that was essentially Says Rashi, what Rav Nachman's title was. The sukkah itself is not gzula. You will claim it based on the takonah sashavim, bez and hefker. All you have to do is give back to the gzula. But it's posh that this gemara is a medrash pleya. It's this old woman comes to Rav Nachman, says all the rabbis they stole my wood, they built a sukkah, they're sitting in a sukkah gzula. Rav is not garish for what she's saying. She says, "It's a d'ahavlei la'avu class may of a of the tzafchah A woman who's zayda Avraham Avinu had three hundred eighteen slaves. How do you not take me seriously? I don't have a voice. You know who I am? I'm such a chosh of a woman. Nachman says she just makes noise. Don't listen to a word. So <coughs> Rav Tzaddik Hakoyim Milabuin in the Snefer Divrei Soferim. It's Ois Pezayin. He says a Dover nifla. He says as follows: Kidai, just to read some of his l'shainus. Tzodik says, A li Yid has to know that he should never be and It doesn't matter if he feels on the brink of Yish with regards to some physical thing going on in his life and it's true when it comes to binyoni Nefesh as well. Even if a person sinks so low, and he sinned in an area that Chazal said A person should not be miyash, because a yid has no Mokim to be miyayish. And HaKadosh Baruch could always help a person. the Uma says, You should know that the entire founding of the Jewish nation, It came after Yish Gomer of Avram and Sarah. So the Pasik says that Avram and Sarah was him. And when Sarah heard that the Malachim came and they gave her Besura, that she was going to have a child, she was so mehoyish that she left. It was like a Luzonis. This is Sarah, who's in Evi'er, who believes in everything she has to believe in, but she was so... Not shy to being open to the idea that it's possible that she would have a child that she pushed left. She knew how old her husband was and how old she was, and she knew it was impossible. Additionally, she made a cheshmin. If Hashem wanted to give them children, so why would he have waited so long till Hashem waited until they're so old, so that the miracle would be such an incredible miracle, because Hashem was always so he should have done it earlier. So, when... Sarah even got to the point where she heard the bsura; she was completely miyosh. The reason it played itself out in this way was all orchestrated by Hakadosh Baruch because Hashem wanted sheyeh binyan ha'uma dafka acher He wanted that the nation should come dafka after the yiroshagamer, to wait to a point where nobody believed, even Sara herself didn't believe that she would have any kiyom, ki kol ha'odama Yisraeli. Because this is the whole of the Yid. Lahaman to believe she'ain lehizyayish klal. To lo'oilam HaShem Yisbaruch Yocho Lazor v'ayipolam HaShem davar vein lachko b'chakiris lama ma'osa HaShem Koch. So says Rab Tzadik, you want to know why the Ebesh to waited until the last minute to a point where even Sareh the Tzadikis and the Neviah laughed when she heard that she was going to have a child? It was done b'davka. Because the Ebesh to wanted klal Yisrael to be created and formed. From that hergish, because that is the matzival Yehudi. The matzav of the yid is is that he's someone that he goes through life with this hergish that doesn't matter how bleak the situation means whether it's Pinyaniyei Lam Hazer, whether it's Pinyaniyei Lam Habe, Baruch Nisabagash Meis, he lives with this idea of Enyush Ba'olam Ka. Says Rabbi Tzadik Vite, V'China Yeshua Delo the same is going to be true Ased Lavi, he said, Mi Hemen L'shemu Haseinu, going to be a time where we're going to be told, you should know that Yeshua is going to come, and you're not going to hear about it, just like sorry men who heard it, and they're not going to believe it. Mi Hemen Amru the He said, that's why Yeshaya Nobimen went when he said, take a look at the Zayd Avram, to What was the Oymek? The Oymek was you remember Avram and Sora? When did the Yeshua come? It came dafka when they were Muyush. It came when the Matzav, It was impossible. There was no way in the world that they're gonna creep out of this. It was Dafka from the matzav Ivyush that Clay Yisrael was founded. And the Osud it's going to be the same way. And any time a Yid needs Chizik, where he feels a little bit like maybe he's meyuyish, Habitu al Avrom avichem. Take a look at Avrom. Del chelalchem. And G'day, Tafaket, when a person comes to that Matzah where he feels like he's going to be meyuyish, it's Dafkeven. then David es That's when the ge'ulah comes. It's dafke then it says, of Tzadik that the Emesis... You know the first time you find in the Torah this Indian that a Yid's not let it be Mayayish? He was the one who taught us for the first time that a Yid can't be Mayayish. You know when? When Luit was taken into captivity during the War of the Kings, and everybody was already Miyish, because there was no chance. He was held hostage, was light, by this powerful, powerful nation. And Alpideri Khateva, there's no way light's going to get out. But what did Avinu do? He went and he called this Chevra. You know how many Chevra he had? 318 Chevra. Yalide Beisai, he said, We're going to go take down the four mightiest empires in the world. It makes no sense. He said, We don't care because we're not going to be Mi'ayish. And we're going to go. And we're going to take them down," says Rab Zadik. That That when Avram Avinu went and he decided that he's going to fight against these four kings with his three hundred and eighteen chaver. What he was teaching the world is is that a is never miyayish. Is that the word yish? With the koilal is big a match me 318. And that's the remez that Avramavinu goes with the 318. 318 to be miskaber over the years. Says says, Rabtzotek. I'm skipping a little bit. Venerally, the Zed Divreahi That's what's going on in this Gemara Sukkah Lamar Aleph, It's half of a fellow. He says, The Safta comes to Rab He says, You know, the Oilam, they sitting in a Sukkah Gzula. They took my wood, they built a Sukkah. It's a Sukkah Gzula. They're not allowed to sit in the Sukkah. And Rab wasn't good, here, sir. So the woman says, Why is Rab not being me. He knows the halacha. Why would he not have an issue? Oh, I know why. He probably thinks I was miyayish. And being that I was miyayish, so they were coined of with yiyush. If they coined of with yiyush, so now I'm not going to worry about. It's not a gzula anymore. Ain't lo'el So she turns to Rab-Nachem and says, You know who I am? I'm the Ainakal. I am the a of Avram Avin who had 318 Avadin. And he taught us with the 318 Avadin, the gematri of Yehosh, that a is never miyayish. You think I was miyayish? You know who I am? Ich shtam fin A is never miyayish. We don't give hope for Yeshua's. And I didn't give up hope that I was not going to get back my eitzim. And if that's the case, that's still my eitzim. And you built a sukkah with my eitzim. If you built a sukkah with my eitzim, it's mine. And if Nachman said, enochina I know a yid is not miyayish. Whole different It's like Has nothing to do with yish. But says Reb Tzodik, you want to know what her taina was? Three hundred and eighteen. She was trying to say that I'm a, an ainukol from Avraham and Avraham is not miyayish. This is what Reb Tzodik says. It's sort of moishagrun had a flaw. There's a medrash, rabba, it's in Lecha The medrash says as follows. Reb Liazer, as in Reb Liazer he dares in the following drasha. Dover HaMelech said to Tehillim, Cheref Paschu Rishoim, Vedarchu Kashtam, Lahapoloni ve'evyoin, L'tfayach Yishrei Dorach. Pasik, Tehillim, Lamid Zayin, Yud Dalet. Said, Rabliyeh Zehagadol, Cheref Paschu Rishoim, Z'amrafel v'chadayr. It's referring to Amrafel. That was Nimrod. In the war of the kings. They waged war. What was the tachlis of the war? Lahapoloni ve'evyoin z'loit. It was to go after the univa ve'avim, referring to light, and and to go after the yisrei darach, zavram. Zavram Avinu. Rabbi was saying a chiddush. Yeah. Pasha, when you the psukim and parshas Lachlachan, you learn the war of the kings, pasha, you learn there was some geopolitical crisis going on, and light got caught up in the crossfire, and Avram Avinu heard that he was a hostage, and he went to save the dead. Says Rabbi yes, that's actually not what was going on. What was going on is, And he wanted, with a His end game, what he wanted, was Avram. He was the prize. So he wages a war amongst kings, knowing that he's going to get Lloyd, or you take Lloyd hostage, so now you just egged Avram Avinu into the battle. And what's Abraham Avinu going to do? He's a chash who's walking around and he's teaching Torah. But at the end of the day, he's limited in his capacity. What, he's going to come with his 318 henchmen and he's going to fight a war against us? So the whole tachlis, the whole tayelis wasn't agav. The whole idea was and it was Then it says, Rashi says in Chumash, who was Amraphel? Amraphel was Nimrod. Amraphel because he was Hippolav Avinu into the Kivshanaesh Nimrod we know his nemesis was Avramovino. it's even more said Ramosha that it's interesting that Dafki here this is the one place that you find that Nimrod is referred to not as Nimrod. He's referred to as Amraphel. Why would it be Davki here that he's referred to? Because that's the whole point. The reason Amraphel starts this war by Amraphel, Melech Shinar. What was the Tachlis? It was to go after Avraham It was L'Hapalani V'Evion Zaloit. But the real endgame, who was the prize? The prize was L'Tfayach Yishrei Darach. This is Adrosha, the Rebbeliyaz HaGadol darshan But I'm going to tell you the rest of the story. If you look in this bracious rapel, it's right here. I skipped the first part for a reason, because that's the punchline. Let me tell you how it starts. It starts, Meissim Rabbi and Horkinis. There was a story through Rabbi Yezab and Horkinis, Shayyu'ech of Charshim Ba The Medrash goes on to tell a story that you might have heard before. This story that the Medrash tells is mentioned a little bit more by Richas. Pirkut Rebbeleazim, right in the beginning. I'm going to read it a little bit from, the, it's the same exact story, but it's just a little wordier here in Pirkut Rebbeleazim. We're going to go with the longer version. So the story is with Rebbeleazim and Horkinus, his father was a very wealthy guy. He has a whole bunch of chever that are working for him. His kids were working for him and all his children, you know, they had good jobs and he had to do the grunt work. He was working with Russian. And he was very, very disappointed. He was sitting and he was crying. His father came and said, Why are you crying? Oh, maybe it's because I didn't give you such a good job. He said, that's not why I'm crying. He said, then why are you crying? He said, because I want to learn Torah. I'm a he says, Father told him, ben you're 28 years old, and you want to learn Tyra, he says, let me give you good advice. Sometimes it skips a generation. Why don't you take your children and make them into Tamid But for you to learn tire it's not such a good idea. So the Medjush says that Rabbi heard that he, he wasn't Tsefritim. <laughs> he went on a hunger strike. He went two weeks Without putting food into his mouth, until he was and told him, then is He said, "Why are you crying?" i want to learn Torah." he says, "I understand." And go learn Torah. Go to the grace in Yeshima. He got up, He went to and And again, he was crying. He said, "Why are you crying?" He said, "I want to learn Torah." he told me do you know Krishna? He said, no, I don't know Krishna. Do you know Tfilo? He said, I don't know Tfilo. Do you know B'chazamazin? He said, I don't know that either. So, Becham and Zakai, Bechhoi Devatzmi, the de God of got up and he said, Let me teach you all three. And Yashava Beichah. And it goes on and tells the story how he started learning and how Rabbi Yeshua was brought to, to help him learn. And at some point, this Rabbe Yezubin Horkin, who was 28 years old and he didn't even know Kriyeshma, he starts to steigel over. In the meantime, words get back to Horkinus. This is Rabbi Lesman Horkinus' father. And they tell him, you should know your son, he's in yeshiva, he's wasting his time, he's doing nothing. I think the appropriate thing is to go there and you should put him in cherem. He's a great sigver, you take him out of your will, and like this, we're going to end him once and for all. No, he heard what his kid said. He was persuaded. And Horkinus goes to Horkinus and he's going to put his son Eliezer into Nidor comes up to Yerushalayim, Matzah Sham yontif for Rabbi and He said there was a big party going on. There was a Suda. There was a Yantif for Rabbi Yechim We once spoke out this Radal. We spoke this out in the tent, the Siam of Mesech the Shabbos. The Radal says, You know what a Yantif was? It was a Yayim Matavla It says, Poshetim, there was a sium going on, Ayin Sham. But he says there was a sium taking place, and this party is what Horkinus walks into. And he says, this party was a chash party. You know, it was there. V'hayu kol g'day le'ah medina, say it in that side. Ben ben of naktime ben fame, Uben u ben Says the Medrash, he walks into the Suda, and all of a sudden, they hear Horkinus says a chash guy. They put a Mizrach, and he gets his chash of and then they say, someone's getting up to speak also somebody comes up to the podium and he's going to say a few words. And this person starts darshaning and he gives a murder, it's Rasha. And Horkin says, who's, who's the baldai I recognize the voice a little bit, but who's the balda? They tell him, you know, this, this is your son. He said, this is my son? He says, what? What happened? He says, "How did this?" And they told him, "You understand." He came and he staked and he tried and he tried, and there's Oiskavaks, and he became he became this, this this superstar. He's a prodigy. This kid is. He's, he's mamish. He's on fast track. These great things that are coming from him. And he gets up working this to his son, and he tells him, "You know, I came here to put you in chirim and fakered." He gives him all his money. I got some ice over there in perked the Says them, it's a medrash. This is not a marumakim, It's a medrash. It's all to medrash here that when they came in, Horkenis and he heard his son Darshining. What was his strasha? What strasha did Rabbi Yezab and Horkenis give at that seer? It's a Mufur-shim address. It's the rest of the story. He said, You know what he's darshining about? He was darshining about how there was a yidam. For not a year, a Melech named Amraphel, who wanted to kill Avram, because he figured that he would get him to try to free the hostage Lloyd, and his whole Matoru was to take him down. And Avram Avinu didn't care. He went with the Elite Bayes, 318 Hevra, and he was able to overcome it. So what was the drush? what was the Sheer, Rebeleaz, the first thing you ever heard from Rebeleaz in your whole life? He didn't know Kriyoshma. Two pages ago. And now he's getting up and he's giving this Joshua. What's the Joshua? It's the Joshua of Avram Avinu risking his life with 318 Hever to go save life. Why was this his Joshua? His Joshua was. Because that's what Rabbi Tzaddik said was the whole message he was coming to say. What he was coming to say was everyone gave up hope on me. My father, nobody trusted me. My brothers are putting me in chayyim because I think I'm draining zechin Yeshiva somewhere. But I know the emis. The emis in a year is never miyayish. And when did Rebbe Le'ezer have his Yeshua? When he was Yoshevu boicha. When his father told him off, we has zero chance of success. What is Rebbe Elazar? He's Yoshev, and that was the shir that he gave. He was dashing about what? He was dashing about Avram taking the three hundred and eighteen the to go ahead and to save the dead. 318 is Begimatria Yosh. You know what else is Begumatria 318? Eliezer is Begimatria 318. Eliezer has Reb Eliezer Hagadol is, is 318. Reb teaches us that a yid is never miyayish. That's the koyach of Reb A yid is never meyayish. to take this inspiration. Never be meyayish. Starting a new besachta And that's a looking forward.